what's up guys <laughs> welcome back to another episode of unveiling darkness i'm your host Jaden, and i'm b and we're dying yeah but it's okay we ball yeah um so today's case is colorado and like i told you guys in the last episode i was super pissed off for this case and i hate this person like really i mean like i hate all murders but like this one is just it hit a little too close to home if you know yeah. what I mean. so this is also one of the most infamous family annihilator cases in america and it had went viral back in 2018. oh yeah damn. yeah um i know that i covered a different one a couple of weeks back with my mom the arizona case that was also a family annihilator but that one has been unsolved since 2001 because like they haven't found him yeah so if you guys have any tips <laughs> don't forget to call the tip line right <laughs> If you have not yet listened to that one, make sure you go ahead and listen to it. Also, a little PSA, you actually don't need to listen to these episodes in any certain order, unless it's like a two-parter. Then I would like definitely suggest well, to listen yeah. to the first part, well, first. Well, you don't have to listen to like an alphabetical order like we're doing right now. No, we're just doing it so that it's fun for us. Right, like this is just like a fun little like challenge, kind of. Yeah, yeah. See, B gets it. Yeah. Um. So for this, for this case there was a lot of documentaries that were available um i personally watched uh, american murder the family next door uh, i th believe that one was on netflix and then the tubi one suburban nightmare and let me tell you when i was just watching the intro for like just the intro for the netflix documentary my eyes were like literally tearing up because you can see how they really perceive themselves online how you would have like never expected this to happen to them because they looked like that you know american family image yeah very like nuclear family yeah so if i because I, I don't believe i said it yet um we are doing the watts family murders um i hate this man uh, i hate this bitch mm -hmm. sorry grandma any older person that doesn't like cussing <laughs> i'm sorry um but uh no so this episode is also going to be a little different because I'm actually going to put my input first on what happened in the documentary and then I'm going to like get into the real details of the case. Cause, yeah. You know, got to give, got to give what I think. Well, yeah, that's what we're here for. Yes. <laughs> and then there actually will be a new segment at the end of this episode. So be sure to listen fully through. Yeah. All the way through, guys. Yeah. Please, please, please. I appreciate it. I can see what you guys do. I can see how well you guys listen. Yeah come on listeners um so within the first few minutes of i believe it was the netflix one um we see that shanann bless you yeah thank you <laughs> that shanann's friend calls the police and they're trying to like get into the house the friends not the police okay um uh, because the police said that they had to have chris's approval or like someone that lives in the home like the homeowner's approval yeah to get into the house but like First thing I noticed, like when Chris is shown on the body cam footage, because uh, most of this from the beginning of the documentary is body cam footage, he greets the police officer, but then he like goes inside the house through the garage. Oh. And like they're sitting there like wondering if they're going to be like let in. Uh huh. Uh, which he did, but um, he came and let them in through the front door after he had already been in there for a minute or two. Weird. He's. He's something. Yeah. 
anyways anyways <laughs> um so after he had let them in they were all searching throughout the house but like how like if your family was missing mm-hmm. like your wife and two kids if they're yeah. missing like how do you think you would be well obviously you would probably be like really stressed out and like panicking 24 7 about like where they could be or what could have happened to them yeah like, you'd be telling like the whole damn neighborhood you know bro did bro did not bro like while they were searching the house he doesn't even seem the least bit worried that his wife and daughters are nowhere to be seen yeah which is already kind of like a red flag because i feel like you know like that's your wife and two kids that you produced (laughs) that you produced yeah i don't know like i feel like you'd be somewhat connected yeah to them i would hope so that's why i don't get family annihilators like i've said on the arizona episode i really don't understand them yeah same so it's just you know um though through the documentaries that are out the netflix one is actually not portraying him as evil as he should be portrayed like they're portraying him as like not like oh he's not that bad weird so i'm like it's either that or i just don't understand it one of the two yeah um one thing that i like i truly can't wrap my head around is so there's this interview and he's talking to the news and he's saying um quote i just want them back home unquote how do you how would you like how would you say that did you say like flatly like no emotion no he said it with emotion all right but not enough emotion he said it smiling oh he said i just want them back home you know like like smile I don't think you should be smiling at a time where this would probably be considered a crisis in your life. Like, Brosquito, are you okay? Yeah, like there's a lot of moments in life that are considered like crises. That's probably a crisis moment. And I know people like handle like stressful situations differently, but it's like, yeah, that's not like so but the thing is he already had like an extent of knowledge of how to act in front of a camera because shanann was always posting videos on social media uh, oh so, so like he got that he got that persona yeah like and so I, that's what confused me i was like how like can't you just act like you care at least right like, like get suspicion off you or are you a sociopath right like there's a difference between being in front of a camera for social media purposes and content purposes and there's a difference between being in front of like a news camera right but like at least try to act maybe yeah at least pretend like you're concerned that your family is missing like there's kids that could act better than you in our theater class yeah all of them yeah i think elementary school theater kids could do the middle theater with those i don't know i was in theater since i was six years old so i've seen better acting Dude, my first play was when i was in second grade oh mine was in first grade and i only remember that because i couldn't read at the time and i had a lead role i played the pied piper and i played the first cook that got to smash pies and faces i was baby simba in the lion king and i had a whole ass solo are you for real yeah i literally beat like nine-year-olds out of the role and i'm like i can't i can't read oh so my poor mom had to listen to like my the one song i just can't wait to be king for like five hours in a row because i couldn't read but i had to learn the song somehow i just can't wait to be king anyways anyways (laughs) back to the regularly scheduled program (laughs) um 
so like i had said shannon had always like posted on social media and in like of how she would portray her family on social media she would always and i mean always talk highly of chris and said that he was her rock and that he was an amazing father okay well i feel like that's pretty normal for like you know like family channels and like other like family surrounded content where the wife or husband is usually like very much obsessed with the other one and the other one usually yeah isn't. <gasps> i'm sorry um the cat scared me because he jumped on the bed probably hi smoky do you have any intake on this case so far oh you're just gonna walk away okay i guess he doesn't have any words about the case he does not anyways um so now that's it for my personal views and then be adding on to what i've said yeah um now we're gonna get into the stuff on the actual case besides my anger on how i want him to burn in hell yeah so, you know why is there so much hair on my mic oopsies anyways so first we are going to bring it back to may 16th 1985 when christopher lee watts was born to cindy watts and ronnie watts who raised him in fayetteville north carolina um according to his parents there was nothing unusual about their son who was a sports player from the age of five to like the age of 17. there's really not much else on his childhood so we don't necessarily know how he became who he became or like why he's messed up in the head mm -hmm. um and then there's shanann Catherine ruzik guys even if i look it up on the internet i still don't know how to pronounce stuff i'm so sorry um shanann was born on january 10th 1984 and there's really nothing on her childhood that i was able to find within the research limits don't do it smoky why did that still scare me i knew he was I coming up he was coming up here bro i know I'm no get down get down get down you're not a part of this episode nah anyways <laughs> so chris and shanann were both from north carolina Chris was from Spring Lake and Shanann was from Aberdeen and they met back in 2010 and they got married two years later in Mecklenburg County on November 3rd, 2012. Ooh. No, I don't know why that caught me off guard. Like, I know that's very... Well... How do you I feel that you've normal. been dating your boyfriend longer than they have been dating... That they were dating before they I got know, married. Like, that's weird, like... I don't think after I want to marry some. Years. Yeah, I don't think I want to marry someone after two years. I think like, it has give to me be a like, good five years. Yeah, yeah. So I can know for sure. Because it's like, do I want to marry my boyfriend? Yeah, but am I going to do it right now? No. Like you guys got to be like prepared to be yeah. like adults, you know? Exactly. So I say give it like a good five years, and then yeah, we're still not mentally adults. Yeah, no. We were out with our friend the other day, and her mom. <laughs> oh, this is Pookie Boo Boo Bear. I love her yeah. so much. Um, <laughs> Mom scared the life out of us. Bro, your boyfriend's like literally almost 20 years old and he's going to us. I am 19 years old. Why the hell was I scared? Like, bro. <laughs> the way we were all silent. <laughs> well, yeah, no, because I couldn't hear her. Well, well like I could, but I couldn't hear if anyone else was talking or not. So I'm just like. I didn't know if Mariah said or not. The Uva Java. The Uva Java. Hello. I love you, Pookie Boo Boo Bear. And I promise you, I know your name. 
I remember when one of our friends told us that she thought that I forgot her name. Like, no, we... No, I know your name. I know your name. Yeah, trust me. If I call people, like, anything other than, like, their actual name, that's a good sign. Yeah, if I'm just, like, being like, oh, what's up, Bianca? Right, like... Oh, no. No. Um, so... (laughs) They had actually met on Facebook from Chris sending a friend request. And in a video that Shanann posted four months before the murder, she said, quote, I was in a really, really, really bad place and I got a friend request from Chris on Facebook, unquote. She then had continued with saying, quote, I was like, oh, what the heck? I'm never going to meet him. Well, one thing led to another. And eight years later, we have two kids. We live in Colorado and he is the best thing that has ever happened to me, unquote. Are you sure about that? I mean, that's that's kind of how it goes for at least most like married couples that at least i've heard about from like the early 2010s where it's just like oh yeah i met my husband on facebook how i don't know facebook dating now like like a like a dating website yeah ew yeah it's how i feel about that actually i don't know i i don't know we already have enough like dating websites we all need another one tinder needs to get taken down Fun girls only. Looking for a third. <laughs> Bye. No. Don't you do it. You gonna still get scared this time. I know. The amount of ADHD that's in this episode is funny. It's giving the Foxy jump scare from FNAF too. Like I'm waiting for Oh, he just lunges at you. Okay, no, he's right there. I see him. It's fine. I'm watching you. let's get back to the story yeah um and on shanann's facebook she would explain how she wasn't easy to get and how she would always push him away and that he actually stayed in fact on their first date she had a really bad headache and chris let her lay down on his lap and she fell asleep three hours later she woke up and she was still in his lap and he hadn't moved that's commitment that's a green flag exactly not for him though well yeah no like it's a green flag in general well yeah no because especially like after like a while like you know like your legs fall asleep at least he didn't kiss on the first date yeah i wonder who would do that nobody yeah nobody i know no one i know whoa that wall is so pretty wow wow listen man i was caught off guard I wanted it to happen, so I can't even lie. We were listening to music, too. To get to know the dude better, that shit did not work. No, we were listening to, like, Beach Bunny. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a gay band. I think that all the shit we listen to is gay. Yeah. Well, that's because of me. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, got me from listening to Disney to Deftones. Yeah. Be introduced to me to Deftones in like what September? Like I've always got Deftones, but like I then started really listening to them in September. Yeah, and it was on my 2023 Spotify Wrapped as my most listened to period, as they should be. But closer by Nine Inch Nails. Now that one I was listening to since like for not forever, but like Mm -hmm. I'd say like summertime, and that was my number one song. Yeah, I would fucked that song. Oh, nobody heard that. Sorry, game game. 
Let's just be, let's just hope that Emmy doesn't know how to work a phone to listen to this. Yeah. I appreciate you for the support, but just tell your friends. I don't need you to listen to it. Yeah. Just skip this certain section of the podcast. Yeah. Skip 10 seconds, please. Yeah. <laughs> Go back, but then skip it. Yeah. <laughs> like, still listen to it, but just cover your ears. Yeah. 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 Cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Uh, we okay. Live. So after that date, you know um so oh oh another thing is that uh -huh. janan also had lupus and it was like really really hard for her. oh yeah well i feel like it's hard in general that reminded me of selena gomez i love you yeah Rose making biscuits in the middle of our podcast is it good yeah hard worker for real you got a family to feed whose family do you got to feed I thought you were gay. <laughs> Him and Garfield. Bro, don't rub on B. Come back here so that B can actually like lay down. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Um. So you know, obviously that first date went well because then they um had intercourse on the first date. No. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> that who would do that. <gasps> right? Who would do that? Actually, none of us, but uh, none of us, because you know, <laughs> we're we're good children, okay? Yeah, we have morals. <laughs> okay, that was weird as hell. Yeah, um, that was a lot of technical difficulties. Um, but no, I was talking about that they had intercourse because later on they would have two daughters. Okay, <laughs> I love that that was added. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one is Bella Marie Watts, who was born December 17th, 2013. And Celeste, her nickname was Cece, uh, Catherine Watts, who was born on July 17th, 2015. And at the time of the murders, it had literally barely been a month since Cece celebrated her birthday. Like, when the family was down in North Carolina. Uh-huh. Because Shannon and the girls were in North Carolina for six weeks, and then Chris had joined them in their last week or so, so that he could fly back with them. Mm-hmm um one thing that shanann had noticed was that he was being weird while she was in north carolina and even weirder when he came to meet her there Ooh. Mm -hmm. and you can see in her text to him it looks like she's trying to get him to be loving again as she's being very loving but he he's not reciprocating it and shanann would also be texting her close friends about this complaining that he wasn't touching her in a sexual way or a loving way and that he would only touch her if she would bring up and ask him like what was going on and be like yo dude what's up well you know? yeah because i feel like that's a pretty valid thing to ask someone who's not like reciprocating that's what i'm saying but no i guess it's a bit much that's not being a bit much like that's crazy sorry guys i have emotional trauma with yeah you know what kiss my fine butt okay anyways um so like I had said, she would also text her friends and like they she'd be like, he doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, because I feel like that's a pretty concerning thing that you can like yeah. bring up to someone. Yeah. So she said, quote, he has changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week. Kissed me. Talked to me, except for when I'm trying to figure out what is wrong. We've never had a problem in our relationship like this. I just want to cry, unquote. And that was a text that she had sent on August 7th to a friend um and like i had said shanann was a very prominent figure 
on Facebook and other social media platforms. She actually had her own business. Oh, um, okay. So, Slay Queen. Yeah, we love a businesswoman. Yeah. But on Facebook, she would always post about how she loved her husband so much and would post videos with him and the girls showing how, quote unquote, great of a father he was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. And honestly, I will say those videos were freaking adorable and they showed us that perfect american family image mm -hmm. so much so that it reminded me a bit of how my dad was when i was younger with my siblings and i yeah and but like not like he was keeping up an image because we weren't always recording uh -huh. but like living in the moment you know um although it would be good to have like some of those videos because i more so focus on the bad aspects of what's happened instead well, of like to be all the fair, good aspects. my mom just found like her old like video camera that she took with her when she was still like you know traveling and there's videos of me her and my dad when they were like still together but i was like two months old like i was in like one of those like thingies, and i guess my dad was holding the camera because i could hear him calling my name and i'm like I'm just sitting there watching it because, like, what the hell am I supposed to say? But, yeah, no, I was just, like, because, like, my dad's literally been missing for, like, 10 years. So, I was Your dad's no, a bitch. I know. So, I obviously have no relationship with him. But it's just weird, like, seeing old videos. Yeah. Of him actually, like, you know. Being a father. Being a father. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we digress. Yeah. Um. So, as he was, like, putting up that perfect family man on social media, and also while Shanann was in North Carolina with the girls chris was actually quite busy himself with a uh -huh. younger woman yep you're like i saw that coming because it's always with a younger woman always um her name was nicole kissinger she actually changed her name after this and no oh, one knows where she too. is yeah um he told her that he was separated from his wife and she actually didn't know that shenan was 15 weeks pregnant Ooh. Um, they had got acquainted in June 2018 when the company Nicole worked for signed an agreement with an Adarko Petroleum Corporation. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so lovely, guys. Yeah, well, it's always like when the wife is away and the husband like goes, you know, and finds a woman, it's always someone who's younger. Yeah. So when she had met Chris, he was working as an operator in the oil and gas exploration company. Something interesting is that he did not wear red ring, wedding ring in those days. Oh. Um, like I had said a second ago, he told her that he split up from his wife and that their divorce would be finalized in a short period of time until their relationship started in early July. I mean, okay, I get not wearing your wedding ring at certain moments from like... Especially since he's like a like like in an oil company yeah. like i get that like you don't want to get it messed up or like lost or anything but mm -hmm. like flat out lying that you're divorcing from your wife your loving wife like she says so much good things about you and post it publicly mm -hmm. yeah. yeah speaking of shanann being pregnant there is a video of shanann telling chris about the new baby and you can tell that he like did not want the baby and that he wasn't as excited as she had hoped for and he like it was not a good video to watch um but she was excited well yeah and we found out later that he did in fact not want the child i'll tell you why in a few minutes guys um 
even though it was a baby boy and his name was going to be Nico. And Shanann had hoped that it was a baby boy so that Chris could have a son and not be the only man in the house. I always get so weirded out when dads like get all mad and disappointed when they end up having like a baby girl together. Like, like you can have just as much fun with your daughter as you could with your son. That's what I'm saying. Like, my dad wasn't disappointed when he found out I was going to be born a girl. That's the only good thing he'd ever did besides make you. Right. Or help your mom make you. Yeah. He gave me good genetics. Yeah. But, like, that's about it. Most of that is your mama, though. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, from what I got from my mom is that he was really excited for me to be born. Like, he was excited to know, like, what my name was going to be and all that stuff. He did pass out when I was born, but that's kind of normal. But, like, I've seen, like, gender reveal videos where dads will literally start, like, destroying, like, the decorations and stuff Are like you that. dead butt? Yeah, because they'll, like, you know, like, they'll do the cute little gender reveal where they, like, pop the balloon and, like, pink confetti comes out and they literally, like, throw a temper tantrum. Go. Go away. Divorce. Yeah. It's like, you can have fun with, like, your little, little daughter. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So that's what that reminded me of, like gender reveal dudes, like being all disappointed because it's not a boy. Or if it is a boy, they still de- like destroy the decorations because they're so excited about it. And then they go and hug all the boys except for the mom. Oh, heck nah. Yeah. Anyways, now, Anyways. now we are going to go into the day that they go missing. So at approximately around 2 a.m. on August 13th, 2018, Shanann returned home from a business trip to Arizona. She was driven home by her friend and colleague, also named Nicole. Different Nicole. Yeah. Um, over that weekend, Chris had um been home alone with her two daughters. So it was just, you know, him being a dad. Yeah. Um, it was also it was later in that day, in the early afternoon, that Shanann and the girls were reported missing by Nicole. She had become concerned when Shanann missed a scheduled obstetrics and gynecology appointment. And failed to return her calls and texts. After Shanann missed a business meeting, Nicole went to the Watts residence at about 12.10 p.m. And when she rang the doorbell and knocked, no one answered. She notified Chris, who was at work, and then she called the Frederick Police Department. She said, I don't mess around. I'm calling yeah, the police. because, you know, having someone missing is kind of a big thing. Yeah, but, like, think about this. Like... One second. I'll say this in a second because I gotta. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> um. So the Frederick police officer arrived to conduct a welfare check at about 1:40 p.m. And during the welfare check, Chris gave the police officer permission to search the house. They found the family dog was discovered unharmed. Unharmed. They had a dog. Yeah. That makes it so much more like stereotypical too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no sign of Shanann or the girls. Nicole did find near the stairs Shanann's phone, and her purse was downstairs on like the kitchen table, I believe, with her and the girls' medications. And Chris is the one who found her wedding ring in the bedroom. It's like he went looking for it. Like he's like, guys, her wedding ring. Oh to yeah. To make her out to be like this type of person that would run away. So yeah. Then the FBI and the CBI, which for those of you who don't know is federal bureau of investigation and then colorado bureau of investigation so they joined the investigation the next day 
like okay. that was really fast that is well okay you also have to think about is that she was also somewhat of like a public figure because she was posting so much on like facebook and social media and all that stuff like she had okay see that makes more sense okay she had somewhat of an image because i was gonna ask like would they have done that if it was a black family no <laughs> you kidding me it took them what two weeks to find a little dead black boy in a river in a small town like they would put that case to the side but i think it's also like depending on how much she posted and how much of like a fan base i guess she kind of created they're gonna hop on it yeah i don't want to say fan base because i know people just be posting sometimes and it just gets a lot of attention yeah so it could have just been like something like that but like they're gonna look for someone who has somewhat of a public image yeah so during the welfare check chris one second i already said that uh-huh <laughs> so chris initially told the police that he had no idea where his family might be and that he had not seen his wife since 5 15 a.m the previous day when he left for work um he gave interviews to denver stations kmgh tv and kusa tv outside the house where he was pleading for the return of his wife and daughters and this is the interview which you can still find online he is seen smiling that's very odd i don't like that i don't, I don't. No. what you looking at fool oh wait no bro i didn't mean it like that i didn't mean it like that he said i'm gonna beat you up bitch right i didn't mean it like that fool anyways so um when i first saw it i knew there was no way in hell he didn't have something to do with their disappearance like there there was no way in hell he didn't have like something to do with that you know right like if my family was missing then i'd be like crying would barely be able to get like my words out or at the very least have like a quiver in my voice but no oh he yeah. had absolutely none so weird mm -mm -mm. um in said interview investigators with search dog could actually be heard um on the property during the interview so I just oh that interview pisses me off because he's like pleading for his his like pleading for their safe return yeah and he told denver seven um that him and shanann had an emotional conversation entailing that they had like an argument the night that she came back weird uh like now we have a little input from the mistress again she told the Denver Post that he was too unemotional and calm about the missing daughters, and she had actually told him that she would not talk to him until the police found his family. And after ending the relationship, she reached out to investigators to tell them about the lies Chris had been telling them over the past few weeks. Period. Yep. And speaking of, Chris did many interviews with law enforcement and even took a polygraph, which was inevitably his downfall because he failed that miserably. You want to know the only thing he got correct on it? What? His name. Yeah, I mean... What what, what can you expect at this point? <laughs> Him to do better. Yeah. Um. So, after he failed that, he actually asked investigators if his dad could come into the interview room because they had, like, been kind of grilling him for a few hours, being like, we know you're lying. You well, know that you yeah. know you're lying. You know that we know that you're lying. Yeah. Um... And that he would tell them that he would tell his dad what happened. 
So they obliged and let the father in. And that is when com Chris confessed to his father, Ronnie, about killing his wife and kids. But it did take a second. So like when Ronnie first entered, he was trying to get Chris to talk. So he asked if Shanann did anything to the girls. And that gave a go ahead for Chris to try and blame it on Shanann. Which Chris's mother still blames it on Shanann to this day. Well, yeah, because at that point, it's like, okay, well, who are you going to believe? The dead wife or your son who killed your like his wife i hate parents who are like my baby can do no harm exactly like it's giving like that basically i hate people like that like my mom said if i ever scam someone or if i ever like sold drugs or like if i kill someone she's booting me she doesn't care she don't want me no more bye well yeah because i feel like that would be kind of like common human decency exactly I ate the fucking microphone oh my god but, like, I feel like that's kind of, like, the common thing. Like, that's the thing I would get about certain parents where it's like, so what if my son was drunk driving and he killed, like, three pedestrians? He stole my baby. Girl, he was drunk driving. He chose to get in the car drunk. And killed three people. Yeah, like, like, what do you mean that's still your baby? Your baby going to jail. Mm -hmm. As he should. So, because Ronnie opened that door... That gave Chris the go-ahead to just blame it all on Shanann. And so then he, like, shakes his head in a yes manner, kind of. And then Ronnie goes on to ask if he killed Shanann because she killed the girls. Chris goes with it and says yes. And the investigators then come back in and he tells them that, too. But the investigators don't believe anything that he's saying. I wouldn't believe him either. They're like, we don't believe you that, like, Shanann hurt the girls. We don't believe that. And so they go ahead and ask Chris where, they where the bodies are. And they get footage of the site where he said he had dropped them. And he points to where Shanann was, which was like a shallow grave wrapped in a sheet, which, by the way, was off the bed. That's a police officer shot on the body cam footage that there was no sheets on the bed. And then it, he points to two big oil tanks a bit further away and says that the girls are in there. And Shanann had been, so Shanann had been strangled while the girls had been smothered. All with Chris's bare hands. Ugh. Yeah. That's the thing with people who die from either like smothering or anything, anything to do with nothing but a weapon. That's a crime of passion. Like, like I understand how you can do that. Those are your fucking kids. Yeah. You produced those kids and you raised those kids. Where's your ball sacks? <laughs> Like, you raised them kids. You watched them be born. You watched their booty holes. You literally were in the hospital watching them be born. You watched them rip their mama open. Right. Yeah. And you're going to murder them with your bare hands. And that takes a long time. I don't think people realize how long it takes to, like, actually, like, smother someone out with your bare hands. Yeah. So, like I had said earlier, when he went to start blaming Shanann, he told investigators that he told Shanann that he wanted to separate, and then he allegedly went downstairs and noticed Shanann's strangling Cece, and that Bella's lifeless body was nearby. He then went at Shanann and strangled her. But first off, where 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 were they when he said that he wanted to separate? Because right. like I I would imagine him like telling her that in like the bedroom. Well, yeah. Then, like, at how least was she downstairs strangling the kids? exactly it's like it doesn't make sense there's, also, there's no time frame right like you would probably have that conversation somewhere you know 
private. Your daughters would be sleeping. Yeah, or at least in another room, busy. Right. Not listening to your conversation about how you're going to separate. Yeah. So, like I had said, law enforcement didn't believe his story because, quote, his story didn't match the evidence that we had, unquote. Um, a police source told people at the time, quote, we believe Chris killed them all. Well, unquote. yeah. And Chris was actually fully arrested on August 15th, 2018. And he was also fired from his company the day of his arrest. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah. And on August 21st, Chris was charged with three counts of first-degree murder, including additional one count per child cited as death of a child who had not yet attained 12 years of age and the defendant was in a position of trust, also charged with unlawful termination of a pregnancy, and three counts of tampering with a deceased body. He was denied bail at his first count appearance, though count court appearance though at a later hearing his bail was set at five million with him being required to put down 15 percent to be released five million by the way 15 percent is seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. who's gonna raise that how is he gonna put that down right bro's never getting out they don't pay shit in prison either don't they get like a dollar an hour basically Mm-mm. like a dollar and 20 cents or something like that damn yeah so chris actually ended up pleading guilty to the murders on november 6th the death penalty was not put forward by the district attorney on request of shanann's family who did not wish for any further deaths they were like they were supportive of his decision to accept the plea deal um and on november 19th he was sentenced to five life sentences three consecutive two concurrent with the possibility without the possibility of parole sorry and he received an additional 48 years for the unlawful termination of Shanann's pregnancy and 36 years for three charges of tampering with a deceased body. Now, on December 3rd, 2018, Chris was moved to an out-of-state location due to quote-unquote security concerns. Yeah, you probably was being jumped yeah. 24-7 in there. And on December 5th, he arrived at Dodge Correctional Institution, a maximum security prison in wisconsin to continue to continue serving his life sentences okay so he basically got what he deserved yeah good yeah Yeah, and he now spends his days at dodge working as a custodian according to the wdoc and keeps to himself though he does spend time to time um like corresponding with a number of pen pals most of whom are female you want to know what these letters say oh god Hashtag justice for Chris. Oh. We love you, Chris. Yeah. 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 In most of those letters, these women proclaim that Chris is innocent of his crimes, despite the fact that he literally admits to them, which we're going to get into further right now. Yeah. Because there's a book by Sherilyn Cattle or Cattle, um, and she actually wrote back and forth with Chris and got some other information. So when Sherilyn spoke to Chris, he revealed that he had been thinking about killing his wife, Shanann, for weeks, partly due to his affair that he was having. And he also admitted to secretly giving her oxytocin in an attempt to end her pregnancy. Oxytocin. Yep. The way B just gasped, guys. Like, yeah, because I don't think like people... Like a physical reaction. I don't think people realize how serious oxytocin is. Mm-mm. That's one of the big boy drugs. Where did he get that? How no. And okay. So in one of the letters that he wrote to Sherilyn, he stated August 13th, he stated, quote, 
August 13th, morning of, I went to the girls' room first before Shanann and I had our argument. I went to Bella's room, then Cece's room, and used a pillow from their bed to kill them. Unquote. Um, he then goes on to continue with saying, quote, that's why the cause of death was smothering. After I left Cece's room, I then come back into bed with Shanann and our argument ensued, unquote. That's crazy. But the girls had not died when he did that attempt and they actually woke back up. So he continued with saying, quote, after Shanann had passed, Bella and Cece woke back up. I'm not sure how they woke back up, but they did. Bella's eyes were bruised and both girls looked like they had been through trauma, unquote. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. It's definitely not like they went through, you know, physical smothering by their father. Yeah. By a pillow that they used to sleep on. Yeah. So after Sherilyn had been exchanging letters with Chris, she went to go visit him behind bars, which she called the experience surreal. And in 2021, when Sherilyn spoke with Inside Edition about these shocking details she learned, she explained how Chris's eyes would turn black when he would talk about the killings. Quote, at times when he would talk about the murders, his, eye would turn, his eyes would turn so black. He just would get a different look on his face. And he talked about it so nonchalantly, like going down to get a cup of coffee. Unquote. Well, yeah, that's how it usually is with Sociopath? killers. Yeah. Like... I don't know how she felt comfortable enough to visit him, but I know that there are like many other women out there that were sending him love letters and stuff like that, you know, using the hashtag, I love you, Chris. Well, I mean, like, was he hot? Let me show you a picture. Because I remember there was another similar case like a couple of years ago where a guy fully was like, I pled mean, guilty for something. I forgot what. He Everyone was fit. Oh my God, the picture of him. When was that? He looked so fucked now. Well, yeah, I wonder why. It's definitely not like he knows he's spending his life behind bars, as he should be, but... Girl. <laughs> Do these women know what he did? Do they know he murdered three people and two of them were children? His own Four. children? Four people. The oh, baby. yeah, that's right. The baby. Yeah. Yeah. So... Killed three children? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that's all that we have for the case. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we have a new segment today. Um, this is where we're going to explain what we've learned from this case and how we can apply this to our everyday life. Courtesy to you, Grandma, for thinking of this much appreciated and very smart idea. Mm -hmm. So, B, what have you learned from this case today? I learned that... Um don't trust anybody well yeah you really can't trust anybody you can't even well obviously like you can't trust what's on social media but like i feel like this is one of the bigger reasons why you shouldn't yeah there's more to see than what you see online well yeah cough cough the ariana grande situation uh-huh speaking of eternal sunshine comes out next week <laughs> well it also reminds me of how sketchy family channels are especially because they keep popping up nowadays. Like that, the travel, the past eight passengers or whatever. Uh -huh. With that girl, Ruby, who's now in jail. Yeah, for six counts of child abuse. Mm -hmm. Because that's what most like family channels are. It's mostly the parents exploiting their children for money. And some even go as far as like, you know, trying to silence people in the comments because, you know, sometimes they'll be like, ooh, day at the pool with the kids. Hey, you know who else is on online presence? 
pedophiles. Bless you. Thank you. And he's on you. <laughs> no, you're good. And um, like so many parents are out there literally like posting their kids in, like tutus and like bathing suits and like it's weird to say that like you shouldn't be posting your kids in these types of things because well, I like, feel like that's you gonna... shouldn't because that's a big thing for CP. Yeah. Also, like that one lady on TikTok who had her toddler on the changing table and she had just her hips out of frame and talking about these are your private parts. You know, like here is this on camera. Sure, the kid wasn't exposed to the camera. But like that's but just the, a bit weird. The like, intention is there. That's something that should be like done in private. Yeah. Why are you talking about your kid's private parts on camera? On camera. Like <laughs> on that, camera. Yeah. Like that's not like it really reminded me of like all those weird ass family channels where it's like yeah. literally explaining your children for money how can you apply what we've learned in this case today to your everyday life besides like the social media thing yeah that like applies to like yeah, i was gonna say um not start a family channel <laughs> don't have yeah. kids don't get married yeah Just stay in your house right like smokey's glaring at me were you a serial killer in your past life open your eyes I think no? he's just processing this information. Smokey, were you a serial killer? No, he wasn't. Yeah, no. Okay. Are you he's Hitler? No. Yo! He's side-eyeing me, so I think he's a little nervous. No. <laughs> yeah, see, look, he, dis he looked disappointed now. He's not like, just leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> right. He's just trying to take a little nap. Yeah. So, so, um, I literally, I don't know. Just don't trust bitches. Like, always have at least some sort of wall out. Well, yeah, I know. Always have some type of like way out. Yeah, cause yeah. Anyway, and at least like, also like, she ignored so many. Well, no, she didn't really ignore the signs because she was telling her friends like, oh, he's not being affectionate. Right. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of a sign that you should like, you know, get out, pack your kids, and leave leave go with like stay in north carolina maybe like yeah especially with the way he reacted parents were actually like begging her to stay too Ooh. don't quote me on that do not quote me on that yeah but um i feel like the last straw for me would have been how he reacted to the pregnancy that's what i'm saying like i get it like some people are okay with like you know the amount of kids they already have and like maybe another one is just too much for them but just the way he handled it is not... Right, like, she was super excited for it. If your partner's excited for it, you should be excited that they're excited. Yeah. Like, you can obviously, like, disagree with it, but, like, right. you're not going to fully just, like, shut it down, like, right. right to their face. Oh, my God, it was so rude. Yeah. Anyways, Chris Watts, go to hell. Actually, no. I hope. You know what? Like, how in um, the show... Scream Queens. Uh-huh. How Ariana Grande's character had to be motorboated by Hitler. Damn. You know what? I hope you get motorboated by Hitler. There we go. Well, he did have to be moved to an, a higher max prison, probably because of what he did, but also he was probably getting jumped too much by um, well, yeah, because other fathers. Crimes against children, people take that serious. Yeah, I know. Like, I've had family members who were in jail, and they were like, they flat out were like, oh, yeah, no, like, anybody who is either like a rapist or has hurt children especially like little girls they get beat the fuck up in jail they should they do mm -mm -mm. like yeah so he probably got it to the point where he had to be moved 
because not only did you hurt your wife, you hurt three kids in the process of that. So, you know, because, you know, there be, there are dads in jail. There are brothers in jail who have sisters and wives. Yeah. So, oh my God. you know, I he can't. got it. Anyways, that's all we have for this stupid ass episode. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I love making these for you guys, but mm. Chris Watts, I hate him so much. Well, he's getting what he deserves now. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. It's Unveiling Darkness on mostly everything besides Twitter and TikTok, which is Unveiling Darkness. Yep, on TikTok, just Unveiling Darkness. And then Twitter, it's Unveiling D Pod or X. It's called X now. It's, it's still Twitter. Yeah, still Twitter. No, Threads is still better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you got anything, Abby? Not really. I mean, thanks for listening, Priyush. Um, If you like listening to us we have a whole bunch of other episodes that you can also listen to i mean we're doing all 50 states so yeah guys this is gonna last us a year i know but if you're excited for a certain state you know it's coming i'm excited for florida i'm excited for we have a special guest on that episode i'm so excited yeah i'm so excited i'm Not excited for like 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 midwest states like like wisconsin or like i know utah's not the midwest it's more east it's something but um yeah no especially states like massachusetts north and south carolina the boston strangler yeah so we have a lot of really good things coming up for you guys soon yes we do so without further ado <sighs> bye bye god that sounds so good <laughs>